It's your classic teen hijinks movie when four wide-eyed and bushy-beavered kids run over an old grieving father. They awkwardly dispose of his corpse, only to find out that dat dad dude didn't die though when he starts seeking vengeance the following year. He ends up killing more supporting characters who actually didn't have anything to do with his incident before once again having his corpse disposed in the ocean. But did that dad dude die? Hopefully a sequel gets made. Guys, let's talk about I Know What You Did Last Summer. What did I do? Look what I have created! I have made fire! I have made fire! I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. Keep the talent happy. She just killed a helicopter with a car. Who's that, boys? All right, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yourself, fool! Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? It's important that we we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing. I could just glue it. Sandbagging, son of a bitch. Y'all ready to bust fast? Lick a license. Hey, lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent! You look like a blueberry! I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to! Do you know who I am? You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News, eh? I'm Mo Green! What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go, I'm bored, let's go. Welcome back to Five Guys Flicking Around. You know, we're doing this episode in February. Right to kick things off before summer, you know? And it was a fun time because we were talking about what we did last summer and actually what we did last summer to start this podcast. Why don't we jump into first impressions on uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Ryan, what do you got, buddy? I think it's um, I think it's a good teen kind of a slasher. It's not really a slasher. Eh, it's a slasher. Make up your damn mind. Yeah. I, it's uh Joel, what do you got, buddy? First impression. So this was nineteen ninety seven, right? That's not an impression. That's the year it came out. It is, yeah. So Julio, first impression. I was like, okay, chick flick. Huh. <laughs> then I was like, oh wait. Damn, it's gonna be a scary movie. It was like no scary movie. Kyle, first impression. I saw the second movie when it came out and I hated it. I think this is probably my second time watching it. I think I watched it as like a Movie I rented before going to my grandma's house. Uh, the opening of the movie, we see a, a glimpse of this guy on a cliff with a pendant, mm-hmm. right? Which is kind of a... Uh, I'd call it an amulet, but I guess pendant works. Yeah, amulet I'd works. call it a token. Okay, It was sure. kind of mm-hmm. like a like a fidget spinner, but 90s, <laughs> yeah. like punk they, rock yeah. version. They weren't around yeah. back then. It reminded me of Inception, where the top is spinning yes, forever. Yes, what like do they if call you that? Totem. Might totem. Just, yeah, let's yeah. call it a totem. Let's call it a totem. Right. This guy's got a totem. Yeah, a He's totem. sitting on a cliff. It's just to ground him in reality. And it's a little bit <laughs> what's going on with this dude, and you don't really know. And uh, soon after, we're introduced to this 4th of July Croker Festival. And within this festival, there is a beauty pageant. And there is a Croker Queen that is to be crowned. Um, and you see a string of 18-year-old high school senior girls paraded in front of a crowd of oh yeah small town yeah. families That's it was highly inappropriate highly and, inappropriate and, and, and if you're 25 why are you entering this contest? i was gonna say those those women god yeah. bless them they got a lot of confidence going yeah. up against 18 year old sarah michelle geller and that theater <laughs> looked a lot like from godfather 2 when he goes to the theater yeah and there's yeah. a there's a scene later that reminds us of the godfather yeah, yeah, a, a lot of a lot, lot of, of Francis yeah. Ford Coppola rip, yeah. ripping a lot of homages. <laughs> so she wins, 
and that's supposed to be exciting, I guess. Um, her friends are cheering her on. We meet the the fearsome foursome that we're gonna follow through this movie. Yeah. And I like to call their after party apparitions and submissions. There is a legend of a man with a hook. They don't know if it's a ghost story or if it's a real killer. Like they're kind of very confused about some sort of urban legend about a guy with a hook. And the boy all hot and bothered, he gets pissed and peels out. No, 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 that's not the way it goes. Okay, the boy goes for help and the girl stays in the car and she hears this like scratching sound. It's not a scratching the... sound, it's a drip. No, it's scratching because the guy's been hung from a tree limb and his feet are scratching on no, the roof of the no, car. No, no, he's been decapitated and it's the blood from his severed neck. And the next part is the submissions part, mm. uh, which is where the couples pair off so that they can have sex on the beach. Yeah, it was very uh, Friday the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the camping. Like. And they reconvene pretty soon after, or at least yeah. the timeline's a little unclear. Philippi finishes first, and then he's joined Which later. is surprising because he's the only one super liquored up. Right. The fact that he could stay hard and complete yes. that quickly makes you think he needed that alcohol just to like <laughs> just to make it happen. Just to numb it down. Yeah. The uh the the four characters are Helen, Julie, Barry, and Ray. Helen and Julie and Barry and Ray dwell in a truly scary holiday. You have a nice cadence when you say it, and that's what's really impressive. Helen and Julie and Barry and Ray dwell in a truly scary holiday. Oh, Barry is, he's the, he's the crazy drunk guy. So Freddie Prince has to drive the car. Philippi is drunk. He's going crazy. He proceeds to stand up in the back seat so that he is hanging out the top of the car. Drinking. I don't know the difference between a moonroof and a sunroof, right but he is a sunroof. Um, the whole thing retracts a moonroof. You can retract like the top, like layer of fabric and have the, exterior exposed but still have it covered with glass so a moonroof doesn't open a moonroof can open because you can have that open and then you can have the glass open. so with the moonroof the, the fabric whole opens. things opens only no it was a, it was a it was a sunroof if he could actually stand up you can actually stand up in a moonroof but a moonroof you can also open the the fabric and just have the, the both of them the open up, up fully pollard oh they, they both open yeah they both open. just opens One. completely and doesn't have the ability to pull the uh, top in upholstery back. So that one doesn't of make them... sense to me. If it opens, <laughs> why can't it pull back the upholstery? Because it just pulls back as one unit. Like the upholstery like and the upholstery like and the ceiling. There's like a screen. <laughs> Moonroof. They yeah. both open, but this one you can see through, and this one you can't. Right. It, so one this, of them I, has both. I have no idea the well, difference. One has both, and one only has one. <laughs> I tried to give you a visual aid. I don't know. Well, what to do. this guy is standing up. Uh, through the roof, he's through the roof, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's hit, causing yeah. him to be bloody. Yeah. And he has that moment where he comes back into the car, and they're like, "Whoa, are you okay? What's going on?" We slam on the brakes. You're bleeding, and he has a funny moment. I thought where he's just like, "Oh, it's not my blood," but that's gross. That's a McSullivan quote for sure. Mm -hmm. Not my blood. Uh, it's usually his blood. It's usually though. his blood, but it's usually not from the incident you think it's from. No. It's usually from a coughing fit that morning. Yeah. Did you did you sneeze, shoot a bad guy? A rogue no. sneeze. No, it's just super dry, and also I've been yeah. doing a ton of cocaine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> now I pick my nose, and then it just started bleeding profusely. So they pull over to investigate. They find a boot really quick. They don't know if they hit an animal, but they do come across a bloody body, and... Uh, Freddie Prince does a great job of uh, labeling the body dead. And there's only really one voice of reason in the group, 
which is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Mm -hmm. She wants to call the cops. I think he's dead. Shit! <laughs> Who is he? Can't tell. His face is all messed up. <laughs> what the hell was he doing out here? We've got to call the police and get an ambulance out here. Use your brain, Julie. We call the police and we're fucked. It was an accident. Look, let's think about this a minute. Think about what? Think about what? He was crossing the road in the middle of the night, okay? It was an accident. You weren't drinking or speeding. There's liquor all over the car. But you're sober. They'll never believe I was driving. It's my car. They'll nail my ass. I think the biggest question of the movie is kind of like, what would you do in this situation? Mm -hmm. And there's no way to really tell. But I would throw the body in the ocean. <laughs> Yeah, you would. I, I, You've I, tried. I may have. I yeah. wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'll tell you why. I would I would rather just kind of push it with my foot into the ocean. I wouldn't yeah. throw well, it. That's extra work. I might throw out my back. A good old-fashioned dragging. Yeah. <laughs> what I don't understand is why don't they just leave him there and drive away? Like, how? What? what's the proof? Because there's going to be bits of him in the car just like there's bits of the car. And him yeah, he's going to be found a lot easier than if they put him they in. They don't want anybody to find the body. Look, it, there was... There was a very strong case for call the cops. Like, yeah, the other three accident. were seemingly sober. The the Ryan Phillippe has the guy's blood on his face. That's only explainable if he was up through the moonroof. It I'm wasn't on the inside of the yeah. car. There, there was no blood on well, the they inside make it, of the they car. They established very clear that Freddie Prince hasn't been drinking. Exactly. He's sober. Yeah. But so. they also know that it was... Philippi's car, and then they, the cops might not necessarily believe that Freddie Prince was. But driving. how would he get the blood on his face? If all four of them said, "Look, he was no. too drunk. We had him drive because yeah. he hasn't been drinking." That's true. Yeah. Philippi's blood. We hit him. I was standing through the moonroof. It was just an accident. There's no crossing walk there. My blood alcohol content is zero, but my lap smells like it because he dropped it, and that's why we crashed. Open and shut. It's case, a dark, man. poorly should... lit bend on a highway. Like what it's was not even a residential street. It's a highway. Yeah. Like, I tell you what, though, if they do call the cops, it doesn't make for the same movie. You know? And then they make a, another terrible decision. Let's not just throw him into the ocean off the cliffs. This guy has physical harm to him. If he's hitting all the rocks on the way down and ends up in the ocean, that makes sense. He fell off the cliff. He mm -hmm. got battered on the way down. They put him in the car, so now the blood's definitely in the yeah, car. Yeah, that was a tough They choice. drive him to a tranquil lake and drop him off there. What? These are terrible moves the whole way through. They yeah. could have gotten off with this, and instead it's like, no, let's definitely incriminate yeah, ourselves just, and cover it up. Yeah, if you bounce him down, pinball down the yeah. cliff, like, <laughs> that's how he died. Right? <laughs> that's why his yeah. ribs were broken from the <laughs> impact. Like, right. That's why his spleen ruptured. Clean up the car. Idiots. You don't have to worry about the trunk. No, there's no blood in it. Yeah. <laughs> so they get him down in the docks, and they're arguing still, but Sarah Michelle Geller goes over to finally roll him into the lake, and he wakes up with the first jump scare of the movie. He's able to grab her phone, which didn't know they had phones in 1996. Grabs the crown. Was it the crown? I saw a crown. I, saw I didn't know what you were That's talking about. That's what the crown yeah. put on her head when no, she was sleeping. I was probably looking uh, at my phone yeah. during that part of the movie. <laughs> they definitely did not have... I don't think anyone throughout the movie really uses a cell phone, do they? So he jump scares, wakes up, grabs her crown... And uh, gets into the they, gets like, into the him. lake or the ocean, and uh, Barry jumps in to go get the crown back. And there's another sort of creepy jump scare with him floating at the bottom of this shallow water. Well, the guy's clearly alive. Instead of yeah, like kind of he wakes up, he's alive on the dock again. 
oh shit, you're alive. Let's get you to a hospital. They decide now. Let's push him in. We thought you were dead. We <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah really like, murder now. Well, this they, is the third strike. Like you guys are fucking. Yeah. You should be killed. Yeah, and they push him in, and then they have the uh, like we'll never talk about this day again kind of back and forth. But it's like that guy's still alive back there. Yeah, we should. Mm-hmm clean this up like we need to figure yeah. this out they're just gonna leave philippi swims down and you think oh maybe he's going to rescue the guy because they know he's alive <clears throat> now instead he just gets the crown and then mm-hmm. you see the guy's eyes open up underwater again yeah very much alive right. and philippi just swims back up and it's like we're not talking about this he's dead we're moving on but he does his body does have a limp hanging in midwater like float to it yeah but he didn't have that on the docks he was like lunging he grabbed no, her no, crown he, maybe, it was, uh, maybe it was a spasm we're also revealed the pendant that we saw at the beginning of the film that's something that they show on the ground which is supposed yeah. to connect it's more of a token totem totem token oh amulet but they do agree much to jennifer love hewitt's chagrin to conceal the secret never talk about it again and go on with their lives. Yeah. After Ryan Phillippe chokes her and says, We're He does <laughs> choke the broker. <laughs> it's it's pretty aggressive. I, um, I would say she was coerced if this did go to a courtroom. Mm-hmm. The next portion of the film I like to call, I know what you did last summer, and I also have very good penmanship. That is that is very true. He does. It's one very year good. later, and Jennifer Love Hewitt is going home for the summer um, from college. It's clear that she's mm-hmm. just been distraught for an entire year over this. Well, they say the last year's been hard, and then they kind of pan to the photos on the wall, and it looks like her dad. Like, were they mm-hmm. insinuating that her dad died? The mom says year? your dad would be rolling over in his grave right now yeah. or something like that. Yeah, that is a hard year. It's yeah. been a rough year. <laughs> that is a hard well, year. Well, we don't know when the dad died. Yeah, Still a, It yeah. gets worse because she receives a letter in the mail that says, I know what you did last summer on it. And I had the same thought of as you. If this is supposed to be the old fisherman guy, why does it look so clean it and neat and like nice lines? And it was, was a very good yeah. Sharpie work, and I think that they probably hired a guy to do it, and it took him like a thousand tries to write it the way that they wanted. Because Maybe. It's written. I get paid by the attempt. It's, so yeah. it's it's uh it's it seems like it's handwritten. It wasn't a type. He's thing, the but... go-to handwriting guy in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, like, and every know. time he finishes, they're like, "Let us see." He's like, "No, this one's not good." And he rips yeah, it up. He's a real perfectionist. <laughs> yeah. Imagine how long it took him to do the final scene where he's got to write it. I in can't. The shower. I can't imagine. Because oh, if you screw up brain. once, you got to start all over. Like all, wait for the whole room to steam. All again. I'm seeing. Right. All I'm seeing is dollar signs. Yeah. I botched another attempt. <laughs> Pay me. <laughs> uh, we see that there's prep for the 4th of July festival happening again. Jennifer Love Hewitt meets up with Sarah Michelle Geller at the store. She kind of runs into her by accident, finds out she never really left or tr- she tried New York for a right. little bit. But Jennifer That's Love true. Hewitt, you too, know. is like nearly flunking out of college. Right. Like they've all not done what they thought yeah, they were spiraled. Do. And they have a pretty good excuse. I'd say that they had a, yeah. a tough and, year. Like none of them kept in touch over the school year no like the, i guess it's all due to this event but yeah no one aim no they broke like, up hey. everyone broke up yeah everyone they're not talking didn't know that each other broke up their lives are falling apart and they're yeah. not leaning on each other and that's a mistake yeah we all have this bond we've sworn ourselves to secrecy right. these are the only people we can talk to Today, about it and we're group choosing chat not titled to. how about that thing we did uh, last summer it's uh the group chat's called murder accomplices <laughs> yeah <laughs> They showed in court. And they just won't like, find that one. No. <laughs> so the girls meet up and they decide, you know, she's one of them has received this note and they're freaking out. They go to visit Barry. Barry's 
very nonchalant and has every reason to explain away how something like this could have occurred. I would say he was very nonchalant. Um, he looks very strong in that, <laughs> that shot. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does have that nice type A shirt just letting it all hang wife out. beater. Well, didn't want to say it. Type wife. A wife beater. He's a he's a he's a class act. A ribbed men's guy. tank. So when she even begins speaking of the murder, he just yells at her and berates her into making sure that no one talks about it. Um, it's pretty sick. Come on, Julie. How do you know this is even related? You did a lot of things last summer. Yeah, well, only one murder comes to mind. You shut the hell up! We meet up with Max. He's a fisherman. Um, just lugging fish around from one spot to the He's other. He's definitely swelled up a little bit from all his fishing. I feel like the know? operation that they have in this fish market is not very efficient. It's a it's, small town fish market. I it don't is. think it's very efficient. No, it's not. <laughs> no, if it was more efficient, they would. I, it just seems to me like they're like, okay, we got to set up a scene where you guys can carry out some dialogue and just like carry some of these fish you know baskets what? back and forth it looked like the law and order scenes where they meet the person who witnessed the crime or found the body and the guy's like working the entire time while the cops are talking to him that's what it looked like do you know what i'm talking about never mind philippi shows up at galecki's work Dialon. he tackles him in the fish freezer i guess like the ice room he tells him i'll fucking kill your ass i have no problem with that philippi loves talking about ass this is where we get the it's a huge hook and we get it through the chin mm-hmm. of Max. It's pretty cool. And he like pulls him across the table. Pretty graphic. And you're like, oh, this is the, you know, this is gonna be a slasher. Why did he kill Max? We don't know. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't Max, because Max was there that night. So maybe when he was half unconscious, he noticed Max was there and was like, wow, why didn't he Some help? Pretty me? Pretty strong Wh- brain power while you've just been hit by a car. <laughs> yeah, and everyone thinks you're dead, and, and they're ta- yeah. and they're talking about how we're gonna get rid of this body. I mean, he was. You think he'd be like, involved. I no, I'm okay. You, you remember <laughs> the guy who just drove by and didn't get out of the car yeah. and like look at you, and you wasn't even close. Two hundred meters he away. Was like, way away. <laughs> I think it's just a way for the plot to come closer and closer onto our main characters. I don't think there's any good guess, for him to die. Johnny, not so good lucky. He, he, he doesn't deserve to die. <laughs> I'm cool with it because I don't like him very much. We, yeah, get to no, see Barry, we get to see Barry in the next scene at the gym, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it was gym. really cool. Hell He's just yeah. working out. It's this solo boxing session. And he runs out of the gym. He gets run over. By yeah. a car. But this guy's been hit in the face with the dead body, and now he's been run over by a car. Like, he yeah. should be the most traumatized, and he's not. He's a he's a cool dude. He is cool. He dude. likes to berate his friends, which I respect. We've been getting into One Tree Hill. A lot of Dan Scott. Listen uh, to our other podcast, Two One Tree Hillers. Hey, all you 5GFA podthusiasts. Looking to spend another 45 to 75 minutes with Aaron and Kyle every 4 to 12 weeks? Well, look no further for your one-shop topping. Introducing Toth. That's Tango, Orangutan, Tangorangutan, Hoth. The only One Tree Hill podcast exclusively on Anchor, Spotify, and definitely not Apple Music because we used a copyright image for our logo. That's Toth with Aaron and Kyle, where we're talking exclusively about the 2003 CW show, One Tree Hill, probably monthly, but maybe quarterly. Episode one, where we recap seasons one through two, is out now everywhere, again, except Apple Music and probably most other podcast players, but it's for sure on Spotify. Tell him about the other podcast. <laughs> they find Anne Hache's house, and the girls come up with a story when they're caught on the property 
like that they were their car broke down and they needed to use a phone but i don't know how you explain away them peering in the window one of the things i liked about this scene is when they're approaching the house sarah michelle geller is very apprehensive to do this plan to talk to this woman and she goes jody foster tried this and a serial killer opened the door and it was like Kevin Williamson. This was written before Scream. He's laying the foundation of like yeah. references to scary movies, right, right. and that was like the only part of the script where I was like, "Ah, that's that's interesting." And Dawson's Creek. <laughs> yeah, Scream was so much better. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was just that fifty times. Yeah, Scream was so good. So yeah, much Dawson's better. Beach was good too. Yeah. yeah. He also created Dawson's Creek. So at the beginning, did he really? When they're like, "We're going down to Dawson's Beach," that was what? a reference to Whoa. it. Yes. Kevin Williamson's a man, dude. They went to Dawson's Beach. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dawson's the movie? Creek. Bro. Yeah, I thought you were gonna call that chapter Dawson's Beach, not Dawson's Creek. Oh, missed, I should have missed opportunity. My, but my big question about that instead it was apparitions to... and submissions. We <laughs> wanted <laughs> <laughs> that was a great chapter title. So when they're at Anne Hache's house, they get... she's not doing too good. It's weird. She's wearing. <laughs> she looks like she's wearing a potato sack. It looks yes. like she's it's like out... cut a hole through. It looks like it's out of uh... True Detective. Yeah. yeah, that's what I got yeah. from that scene. I was like, this looks like either season one True Detective or season three True Detective. It looked I was gonna not say, season it had two. Had a little True Texas Detective. Chainsaw Massacre vibe to it. Her dad died or killed himself. Her, yeah, her brother killed her himself. Brother, yeah. yep. Her mom. Still, clean yourself up. Her mom's in a home because her brother killed himself. <laughs> yeah. She spent all of the life insurance money. Come on, Aaron. She's I cutting. Just... She's cutting catfish heads out in the backyard. Yeah. Poor gal. <laughs> I'm just saying she's. She's looking rough. She offers them tea. She lets them use their phone. No. Pass. The next uh, chapter in the movie I like to call Helen's Lost Her Hair and Dad Don't Care. This was one of my favorite parts of the movie because uh, what's her name? The sister? Sampras? Yeah. Bridget Wilson Wilson. Sampras. She's like, you have to go to work tomorrow. And Sarah Michelle Gellar is like, the outgoing queen has to ride in the parade prior to the pageant tradition there's nothing i can do about it and there has been so many times that aaron has used blah 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 it's tradition mm-hmm. <laughs> in our life and you don't just, turn your back on you tradition do not turn your back no. on tradition <laughs> are you so i thought when you use that traditionally i agree with you just to like <laughs> be agreeable but well, i'm gonna have to break, break tradition, tradition. And disagree with your origin of my tradition, my traditionally saying tradition. Okay. He got yeah. the saying from the road to perdition tradition. That's not it either. <laughs> either way, that was one of my favorite parts because it reminded me of you, and yeah. I love you, man. So we, we know that he's sneaking in the house, and he's in her bedroom, but he doesn't kill her for some reason. Um, she goes to sleep and wakes up with the crown mm-hmm. on her head, which initially freaks her out. And as she goes to feel what's going on, her hair is just falling out. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt is called and drives over, but she hears something in her trunk. And uh, she pulls over to open the trunk, and it's this guy's body covered in crabs. And not that kind. Could have also been that kind. It could have also been that kind, but real life. Dungeness. Was it Dungeness? I don't know. It could have been Snow Crab. And they do one of these horror movie tropes where she goes into the house, she gets her friends, and they come back, and the entire trunk is completely wiped clean. It's so unbelievable. he's a fisherman. He could easily... There were so many crabs in that trunk. It's ludicrous. Not only because they get all of the crabs out, 
Crabs are stinky as shit, especially yeah, yeah. the alive ones. And and a dead body? For it to be like, Bro. it's clean, and now there's like a wrench and a flashlight yeah, back there. Yeah, there would have been a lot yeah, of no, debris looks like, left It over. looks like a very calm setting yeah. afterwards. Or it would have just been like, why does it smell like potpourri in the ocean? They meet again, and they know that it's July 4th. They know that he's going to strike again. And I like this part because they kind of come together with like, we have to face this. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, we can't go around running scared. It's what you want all victims in horror movies to do and that they never do most horror movies. Yes. And no, you know, Freddie Prince is like, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. And Sarah Michelle Geller is like, I don't want to be alone in my pageant. Right. But then at the pageant, they split up. Yeah. It's, it's not it's, smart. It's not yeah. a smart plan, but They're I believe that the motive that they had for a second was like where I wanted them to go with it. But it's also like, this guy hasn't harmed any of them really. Like, I guess Philippi got pretty fucked up, but other than that, like no one's been physically harmed. Sarah Michelle Gellar's hair got weird. She looked like Chris <laughs> Elliott from Scary Movie 2. And right two. before her pageant, yeah. though, that's like a big deal. Fun fact, Chris Elliott was originally cast to play the Sarah Michelle Gellar role. Really? Yeah, and he pulled out at the last minute. Because Philippi wouldn't kiss him? Yeah. yeah that's what happened. You know, he didn't want to kiss Philippi. He's like, you changed the lead role. Like, yeah. put in Paul Walker or switch Prince yeah. Jr. and Philippi, but I'm not going to do that. Get Scott Collier. Philippi almost pulled out after he pulled out because he's like, I was looking forward to kissing Chris Elliott. Yeah. And then the sex scene where they're like, no one's pulling out, then yeah. they definitely pulled out. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> that's, that's how the casting. It's on Wikipedia. That's true. The, for the portion of the parade, they seem to have a plan. At least Philippi and Sarah Michelle Geller have something set up to where she's going to be able to look out. She's going to signal from the float. There he is. Yeah, that's after. their plan. I like to call this chapter of the movie, The Slicker is Quicker. Ooh. Because they run after a guy that they think is in it. Well, mm-hmm. he is in a slicker, but it turns out to be like an old man. He's just hauling ass. Also, though, that had to hurt. You're an 80 year old man just like running for your life oh, yeah, for some Phillipe. reason. You get barreled by Philippi from behind yeah. out of nowhere. He's pressing charges. His hip's Phillipe. broken. Yeah, well, yeah, a lot of things <laughs> yeah, are broken. Yeah, he yells at him like he's <laughs> so confused. Lungs. The old yeah. man's very that scared. That did had to hurt. Oh, man, poor guy. Philippi caused so much harm to that family by tackling the old man. Oh, my God. They had to deal with the hospital. Like, I imagine the guy didn't live as long as he would have had it no. not happened. That's true. No. Like, this guy caused a real no. tragedy in this both, other family. Both hips. Yeah. yeah, he couldn't work while he was in the he's hospital. Just yeah, up and he's already yeah. eighty years old and working. You know his income is important. This There's... leads into the next chapter. I like to call the Barry Last Stand. Barry's last the, balcony. The Barry Last Balcony. Because this Barry is... gets buried in the balcony. He's getting buried. <laughs> and just to remind everybody, this is the Ryan Philippi character, mm. which is Barry Philippi's last balcony. Not to be confused <laughs> with Billy Blue, which this is, is a uh, really confusing generic cookie cutter horror movie. It is, <laughs> and at the same time that this is occurring, the girls are back at Anne Hache's house. Like she shows them a note, and it's honestly like more it's confusing than it's worth explaining. So the, Barry's on the balcony. It's the last time he's ever going to be on any balcony. Oh, yeah. In the middle of the crowd, she is able to convince a cop to go investigate the balcony with her. And again, it's just a frustrating, everything's cleaned up and there's no body to be found. So we're led to believe it's supposed to be intense. The cop does give her shit for her bad haircut. I thought it looked nice. Yeah. But I mean, it wasn't. So I did just watch yeah. The Fanatic, but I thought it looked nice. I understand if you skip it. Her and the cop are forced to drive down an alley um, to which they find a car with a guy outside of it who's having car trouble. The cop gets out. It's Mr. Hookman himself just ready to kill and gets the guy 
under the rib cage. It looks like like he's able to carry the guy's body. Yeah. With well, a cop goes to look at the the guy at the car, and then he turns back to look at Sarah Michelle Gellar, and she's like, "Behind you!" And he's like, "Huh?" And very slowly turns around, and then gets the hook in the stomach, and it's like, "Well, if I can if I can bring this up now, that's on Sarah Michelle Gellar." That killer is directly in front of that cop, and she's yelling, behind you, behind you. <laughs> He's literally standing five feet in front of him. Yeah. Why are you yelling behind you? Right. She's He's confused. looking behind at you right now. Very confusing. He needs to look forward yeah, at no, the killer. Yeah, it's on her. She's, Come she's on, SMG. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So afterwards, you dumb bitch. <laughs> gets away. She's able to break out of the car and run to her sister's store. She's cornered upstairs after her sister's death. And she's forced to leap out a window, and he's he gets her, into her the, in, in the tires. Yeah, right? the tires thing was like kind of like borderline comedic. Yeah, it was like, why is there a hundred perfectly good tires sitting in an alley? Yeah, it it, it felt knows. like they were there because of the parade, like they were like moved off the main strip. Yeah, all something. the tires that are littering Main <laughs> Street. In the next this day town. was the tire parade. <laughs> yeah, we're down to two left in the. Fearsome foursome. That's right. We got Jennifer Love Hewitt. Utah, give me two. And Freddie Prince Jr. are the only ones left. So uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt shows up, and she's got this thing figured out. She's visited Anne Heche again, and at this point, she's got like the whole script laid out as to who their killer is. But one touch with Freddie Prince Jr., and she kind of lets it all fall apart for a second. Yeah, she's figured it out. It's and like she just she hasn't figured out anything. Mm-hmm. What are you doing here? We didn't kill David Egan. It was someone else on the road that night. What are you talking about? I think it was Susie's father, Ben Willis. He's a fisherman. But they found David's body in the water. Yeah, I know, but I think Ben Willis killed David Egan. Wait a second. You you think this Willis guy killed David, then we killed him? Yeah, but what if he didn't die, Ray? What if he's still alive? And now she's trapped on the boat with the killer, heading out to sea. And then uh, they come face-to-face on top of the The boat. They do come face-to-face on top of something. And he says... And it, come face to face? They do. <laughs> and it is on the boat. And I call this chapter of the movie Showdown on Sweet Susie. Freddie Prince Jr. wakes up and sees what's going on and races his way out to catch up with them on his little motorboat. Gets on the boat. And it's sort of him versus the killer. Would have been for funny most of if it. he racist his way out. <laughs> He gets <laughs> you old white yeah. bitch. Yeah. He yells a bunch of racists. He he gets knocked overboard pretty fast, and she also has the flare gun knocked overboard pretty fast. Like they're not, it's not looking good. Yeah, it's implied that he does a boat maneuver, which causes her to toss the flare gun into the water. I think she just freaked out because <laughs> he nods with like a satisfactory mission accomplished. I had seen parts of this Perfect. movie. I had never seen the climax. Checkmate. One of the worst climaxes of a slasher film ever. Absolutely. It was fucking horrible. Yeah, I feel like we're at a different place. Should we do first impressions again? Because I feel like we've all dropped from like a seven to a four. (laughs) No, I I just, as the movie went on, I was just, that was my first watch. So this was kind of my second run through now. I was like, yeah, I I hated everyone. It's just a movie that happened. (laughs) They all should have died. I was rooting for Hook Hand. (laughs) It seems as though that they've uh, gotten away safely and can start their lives over. And we cut again to one year later. And then you get one final scare from the killer. Yeah, something jumps through the glass and the credits roll and I don't know. Yeah, it was a shit movie. The end. Hey, 5GFA fans. If you're like us and you love calamari, but are worried that sometimes your calamari tastes a little too fresh, you'll love I Know What You Squid Last Summer. 
Discount calamari at full retail prices. We reap all the profits while you... Ah, fuck. We went right. We reap all the profits while you suck down last summer's squid. It's a little chewier, a little stankier, and a little gamier. But it's the same price, if not more expensive than fresh squid. You'll be hooked. And in the words of our silent partner, no squid pro quo. Let's jump into categories. What is it? Have that peanut butter cup. This one's a little bit more peanut buttery. Does that have peanuts in it? I'm allergic. A lot of peanuts. Oh, shit. <laughs> Cheese and peanuts. Mostly. Tastes pretty good, though. I'm going to finish. <laughs> oh, your face is swelling. No, <laughs> not. No. Uh-uh. Your eyes are shutting. Uh-uh. That's crazy. Kyle's evolving. <laughs> oh, you see his ears are He's bleeding. like a Pokemon over there. Both your ears are bleeding. Are you guys saying something? <laughs> I see were, your mouth moving, but you were a, I can't were, hear uh, shit. If you were a Pokemon, which one would you be? So. Original 150 only. I'd be Charizard. I'd be Charizard. I'd be <laughs> Hufflepuff. No, Joel, Jigglypuff. Joel, you're like a... Snorlax. A Hitmonlee. I don't know what that is. I just feel like he's the soccer player of the Pokemon. He's a Charmander. Brandon, would. he's going to be pissed that we talked Pokemon without him. <laughs> <laughs> he had a lot that he just sold recently. Really? Yeah, he has to pay for the baby now. You Go. Thinking back through this movie, it was really hard to pick just one best scene I saw because there aren't any scenes that stood out above the rest. <laughs> but if I had to pick the best scene I saw, it was probably the fifth one. The best scene I saw was the accident scene. Because at that point, the movie's very interesting and you're curious how this is going to play out. Yeah. It's pretty downhill from there. Yeah. That was also the best scene that I saw, Wad. Joel, best scene. Um, I had talked about how I didn't think this was that scary of a movie. I had forgotten that the killer, whoever, jumps out of the shower at the end at the credits. And so that actually gave me a nice little, whoa. Kyle's mixing up the beers. Kyle's, Kyle's pouring a bottled Coors Light into a Budweiser can. It's, it's like kind of healthy. It's like half light. He likes to have everyone think he's a cool guy that drinks Budweiser's. In reality, he loves Coors, but doesn't want us to judge him. I don't like Coors. I like Coors Light. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. That's yeah. why I pour the light. Whatever. Either way, people yeah. don't know. You want us to be like, how does he keep drinking those heavy beers yeah. and keep such a trim figure? <laughs> yeah. I swear yeah. they have to be light beers. It's yeah. like, no, no, no. These are... They're still over 100 calories. Can I have calories. a taste? You're like, no, absolutely not. No. He buys IPA This one's bottles. skunky. <laughs> he spends $15 to get like a really nice 32-ounce IPA yeah. bottle and just empties it into the sink. Well, you only need the bottle once. I just keep it in pristine condition. And you keep pouring Coors Light into the yeah. bottle. Life hack. Another stone smoked porter for Kyle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. None of that fizzy yellow shit. Yeah, it's like a pale ale smoked porter. <laughs> it's still very clear. Ugh. None of that little gross piss water, huh? Yeah. Look at, check out the label. It's like 14%, pussy. <laughs> Let's move on to how do you do that? How do you do what you do to me? I'm feeling blue. Wish I knew how you do it to me, but I haven't a clue. Joel, how do you do that? How did they not check that he was dead in the beginning? And obviously we talked about that he was alive. Um, but how did they not check, like, shake him, check his pulse, you know, figure, see, check if he was breathing? I mean, his vital sign. They sent out something. Dr. Prince Jr. and he said, I think he's dead. <laughs> and yeah. they were like, oh, yeah. great, let's dispose of him. I'll check him. All I'm right. a prince. Yeah. Prince. I don't prince. know. That, that really irked me. My fingerprints. Kyle, 
How do you do that? Uh, the fisherman, a.k.a. the killer in the movie, was the dad of the girl that the guy on the cliff, Egan, killed the summer before the start of the movie. So when he went to the cliff to murder Egan, while he was there, the fearsome foursome hit him with a car. And so the next summer, because he lived and didn't die and he tried to kill him, even though he tried to kill or did kill the Egan guy, he sent them letters with good penmanship and decided to kill them. That was the best. We should just take out the entire <laughs> plot rundown. That was so well explained. Okay, but why? I don't know. Yeah, no one but knows. That's the plot of the movie. <laughs> okay. Right. Cool. Yeah, I didn't get it. <laughs> uh, let's move on to that had to hurt. For Ryan Phillippe to have dead guy blood all over his face, it's yeah. not. There's no real fun way around that. And there's uh, a support group that Pops goes to that he should he should yeah. attend. He was having yeah. such a good time drinking and hanging with his friends. He was getting pretty wild, and he just gets knocked across the face with dead body. He uh, probably got some blood in his mouth, and this is old fisherman blood, which you know is mixed with some other smells as he gets hit. So. It's True. just, it's really gross. That is gross. So that had to gross. Joel, that had to hurt. That had to be, sorry, that had to hurt. <laughs> um, the the cop, when he got hooked in the stomach, um, just the, the element of surprise. He's trying to be nice, help the motorist. Oh, this guy might have car trouble. Let's see if he needs help. Looking back, Sarah Muscali's behind you, huh? Turns around, boom, right right in the gut. Just a yeah. real, real gut punch, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it had to hurt getting caught by surprise by a little hook. That doesn't 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 that was feel a big, good. Big old hook. Uh, I think our definitions of big and small are a little different. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty big looking hook to me. <laughs> the bigger hook than any hook I have. <laughs> I agree. I don't have a hook that big. Yeah, but your flotation devices are bigger. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm I'm ready to float. <laughs> More like Jennifer Love, huge tits. <laughs> You've been waiting all yeah. pod to say that. You didn't find an in, and so you just inserted it. Kind of like Freddie Prince Jr. inserted it into Whoa. Jennifer Love. No, no, no. On Freddie the Prince beach? Jr. When he gave her the screaming seagull on the beach? Yeah, can we talk about beach sex for a second? Freddie, yeah. Because it's, it's, uh, it's, not, it's a, not ideal. It's not a good yeah. thing, right? I've no. never done it. Don't want to. Yeah. I, I, I'm good. Doesn't sound like it would Have work. you guys never? I have. I'm Why would it. I? Let's just talk about that for a minute. You're gonna get sand was, everywhere. It was at night. It was, gross. It was very cold. Ugh. We did not enjoy it. It was yeah. windy. Yeah, it sounds horrible. We, Why we would you left do that? very unsatisfied. Well, <laughs> it was it was one drunken night. So no capitalizations for me. Oh, no, I capitalized all over. The place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kyle, that had to hurt. Oh, what are you gonna say? Johnny Galecki's story. Yeah, arc. you go first. I have a backup. I figured someone would do Galecki, so. Yeah, Johnny Galecki's story arc had to hurt. Yeah. Um, as much as I hate the guy because he's just annoying, he's a good guy in this movie who does nothing wrong. And then yeah. he gets his corpse isn't found. It's in a trunk covered in crabs. Like, oh, yeah, he gets the yeah. crab, like the yeah. insult to injury crab in the his trunk. His corpse is being used as props, too. His corpse gets desecrated. It's paraded around town it's as, just, like, as a prop for these, yeah, just for these macho head Crab games. corpse. His, yeah. parents, his parents aren't like, where's Johnny? 
Yeah, no. It's it's he's just Where's Johnny? <laughs> no, he gets uh he gets crabs in the trunk and that's not a euphemism. But also a euphemism cuz the the old seafarer dad yeah, he got boofoos around. him and yeah, leaves him it. with Miss that part. Leaves him with is, butt crabs. What does boofoo mean? <laughs> Let's move on to who organizes I didn't go yet. Kyle, that had to hurt. What does boofoo mean? <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> to who organizes No, no, no. Seriously, I don't know. For our listeners that might not know what a bufu is. A bufu? I don't know. Is I'm it the sure, bufu? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure bufu is a verb like you do you bufu. You're mouthing things, but I'm not good at lip reading. What does that I'll mean? I'll write it down for you. Okay. And then I'll read it aloud. Exactly what you write. <laughs> what do we... Butt fucking? <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is a family-friendly podcast. Not listen to Are Home you Alone. kidding me? That's just... Ugh. He did get butt-fucked by that guy, though, probably. I don't... Let's move on to the Clutch Award. I didn't go yet. <laughs> Kyle, that had to hurt. Jesus. Start again. <laughs> Kyle, that had to hurt. Stop I need it. another beer to pour into my beer. I'll be right back. <laughs> That's at Zanger13 on Instagram. Hit him up. Let's move on to who organizes the reunion. It's so nice to come together, let's get together. Joel. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt organizes the reunion, and it's uh, like, let's say, like 15 years later, and she has started a successful uh, massage business where um, they give massages and she runs her own business. Um, and Freddie Prince Jr. comes back and is like, Hey, like I have a business, um, uh, and I want my clients, uh, to come to you. So like, can I give you like a list like of my clients? And so <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt is like, sure, I'll take your client list and I'll have oh them my come to my, is this reunion smutty? Oh, oh yeah. So sounds at, smutty. At her massage business, all the clients, uh, <laughs> if they pay a little extra, they get happy endings. And Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's where I thought it was going. Don't, don't she, let Kyle she, pressure you. I didn't say she anything. gives all of the happy endings herself. So she's like a, a, a player owner here in this business. Um, but so she, she's a player owner of her own business. How did she get yes. everyone together with like a coupon? No, she, she mainly gets clients from some of her friends and people from the hometown. She has this really big client list that she's accumulated. It's all about the client and, list. Yeah, exactly. No, I get it. There's like a list of clients. <laughs> yeah. It's the client list. Well, I want to piggyback off of well, your reunion. That's not true. I, there's nothing related to it at all. Okay, cool. Aaron, I'll let you direct it. It's your turn to host. Cut. But I will say that for my <laughs> reunion, Aaron can introduce the next category. Kyle, who organizes the reunion? Um, I got Ann Hash. We How see do you here say your last name? Ann Hash. Hash? Hash. Like hash Brown. Hash? Hash? I think it's like Hash. Hash? Like sure Haitian? It's Ann Hash. It's not Ann, no, it's Ann Gash. Ann Gash? Ann Gash. Ann Gash. I got Ann Hash. We see her filleting a shit ton of like catfish heads and shit in her yeah. trailer park dumpy little land she she's has not doing well no she's spent all of the life insurance money mm-hmm. and uh you know she needs food she's got suicide notes keistered all over the property exactly so she gets word of this fisherman that can catch a shit ton of crabs there's a whole trunk load of crabs 
and uh, yeah, she she is. tries to find him just to maybe get him on the property, start start catching fish and crabs and stuff, so that she can live. And it's kind of just Anne Hesh and the fisherman catching crabs and living and eating. I like it. I think the theater organizes the reunion when they put on a one-man play commemorating the events that took place this 4th of July. I don't Stop have a plugging your own one-man play. <laughs> I don't have a, a name for it yet, but it's going to be similar to the plays Do Better, Vivian, uh, <laughs> Mr. Mitchell, Your Flight is Boarding. Yeah. Um, just a lot of the plays that I've been working on personally. Yeah. Um, Martin Lawrence Foster Jenkins is one of them. Yeah. Who's in the Vivian one? I'm in the Vivian one. Uh, I'm the one man. He's I'm in one every single one. Oh. Brendan's Frazier is another play I've written. Yeah. It's kind of like a, a Fred Durst situation. You're like the writer, director, lead actor. Cultural appropriation specialist. <laughs> I want all the credit, and I want none of the blame. Paul, or did you go? You I did not. Ready. No. Let's move on to the Clutch Award. Baby, you are so money, and you don't even know it. I think Anne Hesch wins the Clutch Award for having that suicide note so readily available in the shed. Is it Hesch? Hesh. Hash. Hash. And Hooch. Yes. <laughs> she sells liquor. She's, is it Anne? No. It's Anne Hooch. It's, she wins my clutch award because she found that suicide note so easily in the shed. But it wasn't a suicide Anne note. Hooch. No, but she kept the note. She's like, actually, he left a note. It's right here. Like, yeah. Yeah, that was so clutch. Like, no, you're yeah, right. That was pretty clutch. But also, what a shit suicide note. Yeah. I'll always remember last summer. Yeah, yeah that was explain That's a lot. That's it? And it was one summer ago. She, like, the amount of closure she didn't get no. is crazy. Um, Pollard, what do you got, dude? Jennifer Love Hewitt wins my clutch award. She tries to make Nobody the right... Nobody wants your clutch award. She tries to... <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt wins my clutch award. She tries to make the right call uh, when they all mess up in the beginning. They don't honor her, and they should, because you should always honor a woman. But when she turns later... I'm going to cut that out. When they, <laughs> when they reconvene a year yes. later and everything's escalated, she says something that's cool. She says, I'm not interested in what's right anymore, Ray. I want to do what's smart. And it really puts Let's the Let's all together. split up. <laughs> yeah, okay, so they don't execute a very intelligent yeah. plan, but I'm really into that moment where they decide that they're going to make a plan and fight him face, head on, face off. And that's interesting. Face on, on? face action. <laughs> that's called a foo-foo. <laughs> <laughs> Buy like us that. for us, Bufu. <laughs> no, that's Boo Boo. No. Oh, what? For us, backwards, it's Bufu. Uh, Joel, what do you got? Clutch Award. So, my Clutch Award, similar to Pollard, also goes to Jennifer Love Hewitt. Specifically, her boat knowledge at the end of the movie when she's trying to get away from the killer and she drops into the lower portion of the boat. And just her ability to go from compartment to compartment through the the ice and the little all the dead bodies and somehow make her way back up and then her and Freddie Prince Jr. have the wherewithal when his arm gets trapped to So her ability to navigate the boat. Her ability to navigate the boat. I feel like I feel like if I was trapped underneath in a boat, I would not have swiftly yeah, found my way to the No, top. I would have been puking. No. I would have been seasick. <laughs> but the boat had so many like trap doors and like there was like a river room. Yeah. yeah. What the hell was Where that? Where do you go? What the hell was that? What the <laughs> hell was the river room? Can we complain about the ice for it was a second? Diamonds. It was like plastic Legos or something. It was like clear Legos. She certainly wasn't cold. No. Ice and ice. they're like, ah, we're going to put you in the ice. Would have been like, nice I if she was. Yeah. 
Aaron, Clutch Award? Uh, Anne Heche for having the suicide note so readily available. <laughs> Let's move on to quotes. Hey, just taking care of your girl like I promise. Thanks, buddy. Hey. Let's beam down to Dawson's Beach. It is all right. Pollard, what do you got? I love the <laughs> the um apparitions and submissions <laughs> yeah that thing i wrote earlier in the plot rundown was really good no when uh jennifer love hewitt and freddie prince jr um like separate themselves from the group we are separating ourselves from the group <laughs> they they're getting close and jennifer love hewitt, you know they're about to leave for college she says i hate this i really hate this you're gonna go and you're gonna fall for some head shaven black wearing tattoo covered body piercing philosophy student and he responds, that sounds attractive. <laughs> it's like, that was a long list of adjectives. I couldn't keep track. Like, you're trying to build a, a mental image yeah. in your head of no, who I she's depicting. And I'm just like, I just remembered the body piercing thing at the end. And yeah. like, that's it. Well, the main thing is, he he couldn't keep track of it either. He just wants her to feel shitty. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, that sounds hot. Yeah. She's like, you're going to leave me for someone completely different than me. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I will. But he also says like three or four times in the movie, like, you're the only one who gets me. And I feel like that's an image into their relationship because she knows who he's supposed to be with. Interesting. Some kind of reverse relationship image technology. <laughs> yeah. Joel, what do you got? Kyle had said my quote earlier Some advice for you When you leave a man for dead Make sure he's really dead And they just don't take that advice So mm -hmm. my question about this is For someone to be really dead Uh huh Sounds to me like there's a varying degree in what dead is. So I'll clarify yeah. for it. When you want to break it down, drain to the... all of his blood out of his body. Also, if you <laughs> kiss them on the lips and it's cold, it means they died. Really if you dead. kiss them, they're dead. What's yeah? If their lips are cold, you're kissing oh. dead people. Aaron has no. Aaron no. has this chapstick that has like. That's my only request. Remember my open casket. Poison ivy and it yeah, can kill someone. Yeah, practicing for when Kyle dies. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> casket. I have an open casket. The only request. The deceased has requested that everyone kiss him on the lips. And Mike, That's gross. Mike from Maine's request is that everyone empties a cheap beer onto his face in his casket. <laughs> you have everyone just a long line yeah, walking up yeah. and drink up, motherfucker, and you crack the beer and just Kyle, dump it all over his face. Kyle's is pretty similar, but he wants you to pour the cheap beer into an expensive beer bottle first. Yes, yeah, <laughs> make it look nice. Yeah, but you got to kiss him on yeah. the lips. And, and when Mike does that, I'm going to pour a pina colada in his face. He's yeah, going to curse me from oh, the grave. Yes, Joel, do you have any... Any weird wishes? Any weird dying wishes? No. If you're, you're really dead? No. I... All I, I want. feel like Starburst should be involved. Maybe. I wouldn't mind if I was just drowned in Starburst. If you were just lined your coffin. Not with... how you die, but like part oh. of your like your service. No, but like if your coffin was filled to the brim in yeah. Skittles and like just your face is peeking. Like out. you, you've died. Now what's your wishes to yeah. how you want to be you celebrated get or more? Everyone or who's still alive do shit they don't want to do. Oh. Yeah. Like pouring, like kissing him on the lips in the cast. And, and don't do something weird or gross, like ugh, wherever your head's going. Mine is people need to kiss me on the lips <laughs> in an open casket service. Normal. Very okay. Well, we're now confirming open? that you're actually no, mouth, dead because there are mistakes that happen. My yeah. mouth or your mouth? Our mouths are both closed, but we're kissing. So kind of like a quick peck. No, it's a long it's kiss, long. but it's There's going to be a referee mouth. there to judge. If it's, you it's a one, two, three. <laughs> 
a hard three. And then right. next. Joel, so your... don't do anything gross. What do you got? I was going to say, everyone has to come in and all... Ew! <laughs> <laughs> you Joel, that's you disgusting. Bastard. I said don't say anything Joel. gross. He just said don't say anything gross. <laughs> you gross. You walked right into it. Everyone uh, has to come and inside I'm gonna, the funeral home. That's what I was going to say. I'm going to walk right out of that <laughs> service. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the beginning of the movie. I'm cool with kissing for three seconds, but... Come no, in. No, no thanks. Sexual activity. Can I say mine? Is no one going to ask and me? Everyone, yeah, ha- everyone has to make eye contact. Mine it doesn't have so much to do with what I request for every visitor of my corpse, but... At the funeral service, I want a world-class metal band. Wow. We know how much you love world-class metal bands. <laughs> so, like, Genesis or, like, Sticks. I don't consider Genesis Peter Frampton. metal, Oh, but that would be cool, too. So who? Who would be your band? Don't say In Flames. Peter Are you Gabriel. kidding me? In Flames? No, Peter Gabriel, his solo stuff, uh, not the Genesis stuff. Okay. Yeah, Shock the Monkey. Phil Collins solo? No, Phil Collins. He's no, kicked okay, out, but okay. Peter Gabriel is cool. Shock the Monkey. Shock the Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Can we play the song? Monkey. Yeah, we'll put it in there. <laughs> quotes. Quotable quotes. Yeah, what do you got? Me? Did you go? Is you, it my turn? You two have to go. You tell me. You're you the, two? You're the coach. You're up. He just went. You're Did up. you go? I me and Paul are You're going. up. Kyle, quotes. Name the other six continents. I don't get it. You're up. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I did not get that one. I was confused. I did not understand that. that. Antarctica. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. My quotes. Two come from Ryan Phillippe. One is where he says, uh, if he shows up, I'll pound his ass. And then the next one. Yeah. And then the next one is when they get in the car accident. He goes, my dad's going to freak on my ass. A lot of good ass quotes from Ryan Phillippe in this good movie. Good ass talk, bro. And then the best Ryan Phillippe quote. We need help. Yeah, I'll say. You know what? You guys should check out a mirror once in a while. You two look like shit run over twice. Super, super alpha. Super Dan Scott. <laughs> yeah. Just great put down. Calling it like he sees it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she did look like shit. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Lafayette's hair after right. that first scene. Oh, oh yeah. She looked bad. <laughs> she really was in bad, bad shape. Yeah. yeah. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Now we're going to turn our attentions to ex-local fanboy Michael Hillary for Magic Mike's Main Minute. Hey, Michael, you're on with the five guys flicking around crew. How you doing, buddy? Must not be up to your speed on Greek 16 BC, la di la la and it's like, oh, God, man, this guy? Like, seriously? Mike, top five uh, classic Greek 16 BC blah 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 novellas. Exactly. Oh, oh, is that Aaron Lee? Oh, hey, Aaron Lee. Oh, thank you for correcting me on having my Roman and Greek novellas mixed up. Um, all right, so the number one, um, I would do Nail and Palin. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. I, I think that goes nothing. Really hot. Taboo. Taboo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's about incest. This mom fucks his son or her son. It's pretty hot. And she goes to an orgy, too. Let's move on to... What, what takes, takes me out of the movie? Kyle, what takes you out of the movie? 
Uh, what takes me out of the movie is earlier in the movie, Jennifer Love Hewitt is about to flunk out of college. Mm -hmm. She says, I've had a really hard year. We think maybe her dad's died. She has this guilt surrounding, you know, her potentially killing someone with her friends. And then at the end of the movie, after her best friend died, her best friend's sister died, Ryan Phillippe died. She's on the Dean's list. No. Yeah. You couldn't around. keep it together the first time. Now yeah. more trauma ensued and you're on the Dean's list? But we know she doesn't talk to those friends during the school year, so out of sight, out of mind is her philosophy. Right. Well, they're yeah. dead. Yeah. Well, she, wasn't she can't talk to them. Anyway. Uh, um, what takes me out of the movie is, like I said, the fact that he, they kill more, he kills more people that weren't involved in the crash than were involved in the crash. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I just, I can't get over that. Like, it's so stupid. Yeah. Like, you killed three random people for no reason, and you killed two of the four people you were trying to kill. Like, I don't even know what a good analogy is for that. It's so bad. It's so bad. That takes me out of the movie. Yeah, I agree. Kyle, thanks Uh, for agreeing with me. I think that (laughs) Jennifer Love Hewitt shouldn't have made the Dean's list. What takes you out of the movie? Um, All of the screaming. There's so much screaming, particularly female screams. In the movie, um, oh. <laughs> I mean, they have a place in horror like films. Moms. It was just kind of played out, yeah. So it wasn't so much of a scream for me that they screamed. I'm getting really tired. Yeah, we all are. I'm getting so loopy. Let's move on. Come to- on, get on. Let's move on to McMulligan. Let's move on to McMulligan. Yeah, oh. let's let's move on because Aaron says let's oh, move on to McMulligan. Let's Let's move on to McMulligan. Yeah, why are we always moving on? Why aren't we jumping? F- Kyle, you want to go? <laughs> I'm worried. Kyle. I'm worried if I go. McMulligans. I wish they would have boofed food more. more. Yeah, I got yeah. you to say food, you bitch. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Okay, no. Seriously. No, a... <laughs> okay, you can start over with Let's Move On to McMulligans. Let's go. Yeah, let's do that. Let's move on to McMulligans. Kyle? My McMulligan. <laughs> I can wait. You can go. You should go. <laughs> We're gonna be here all night. Oh my god. What a scream. I mean, what a summer. <laughs> Do you want me to go? Can we go? My my McMulligan is I wish the killer would have been more creative with the kills. We see him with the hook, he's murdering everyone, that's really boring. He's got a nautical theme going. He's a fisherman. Give the guy a harpoon. Maybe I embrace a nautical theme. Yeah, but maybe he just like ties someone with like an anchor, throws them yeah. off a cliff. Fishnets. You just know use, nothing about nautical. Use yeah. all the fish gear to kill them. Don't yeah. go hook every time. It's he could so have done boring. Some bodies, port side, some it adds to starboard. it adds to what Joel's saying, where it's like pretty sure port is left. Wasn't scary. He's, he's not an interesting killer. He's not scary. Mm. The kills aren't <laughs> creative. A lot of them are pretty Fucking straightforward. He's just standing next to them and stabs them. And yeah, like, oh, there's, there's some a, good ones in there. Give him a little the credit. Ju- the Max oh. Galecki chin one was Under pretty good. Under the jaw. With the hook, and then like, and then the other one with the hook. Yeah, oh, yeah they were all kind of hooky. There. 
my McMulligan has to deal with the killer as well, but more specifically with his penmanship. They look like he, oh, he had lots of time. He sat down yeah. nicely and no, he spent was, a half hour and really yeah. like you he know. He's passing a note between between he, classes. He, yeah, he was for sure in the Pen Fifteen Club. <laughs> Is that what that's about? What's the Pen 15 Club? It's just like a club for really good penmanship. <laughs> Pollard, Mick Mulligans. I want to see more deaths. If I could change one thing about the movie, it would be more deaths. And to your point, Kyle, make them more creative. This is so much like a teeny boppy slasher. So let's kick it up a notch and slice on up some <laughs> more peeps. Right on through the jaw. Just... Hook them yeah. and sink them. And yes. Just hook, line, and hook. <laughs> hook, line, and hook. Yeah. 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 Like, what if instead of one hook, he had two hooks? <laughs> double through the jaw. Yeah, like Wolverine moves? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah, that's creative. Let's move on to Did sending out. A, I don't know. Mine's not good. <laughs> oh. Well, at least for once, we didn't go backwards. <laughs> sending out an SOS. I'll send an SOS to I'd like to see a Johnny Galecki origin story. How much of a nerd was this guy in high school? Yeah. Middle school. He's got you it. said how much you hated him earlier. I'm surprised you want to really dive into this character. I want to hate watch it. <laughs> it's a fluster watch? Yeah. <laughs> it's a fluster watch. <laughs> the other one is an Anne Hesh sequel. I just want to see that disaster. That also sounds terrible. Yeah. yeah she like, is. She was not good. Yeah. I want to see where that party train rolls. I want to see the next stop on that party train. Um, uh, these are both... Oh, man. That's all I got. Wow. What if, the, what if it was like one half is the Johnny Galecki origin, and then we jump forward to the Anne Hash sequel, and it's one super shit movie? That's very confusing. That could, be, that could work. Like a double feature? Uh, like work. Grindhouse? Yeah. A little intermission? <laughs> It's just like a... It's a grind out three and a half hour <laughs> powerhouse. Just for hardcore, no I know what she did last summer, fans. <laughs> it's just like, why these two? And like, they got they got Anne Hesh to do it, but they couldn't get Galecki, you know? Like, they had some other guy as the Galecki character. <laughs> arguably the two worst characters in a movie of a lot of bad characters. Yeah, like, why wasn't Pete Sampras' wife in it? You know, like, she's the other one. Yeah. I'd rather spend time with the cop. <laughs> yeah, right. Joel, SOS. My SOS is a prequel, and it's the same. Uh, or, or, or it's the <laughs> origin. Sorry. Sops. Sops. Uh, no, Sops. No, last week was the uh, reboot. Re- yeah, reboot origin. I'll play you that yeah. part after. Ross, Ross. We were on a break. Same foursome. Uh, and they're... I want to <laughs> they're in fifth grade and they're riding bikes uh, and they have an incident where they're riding bikes and uh, another kid from their class is with them they don't know very well and the kid uh, falls off the cliff and Ryan Philippi tells the kid like oh why don't you go faster and the kid skids off and falls off the cliff and die and he so would say that. and they do a pact like hey we can't tell anyone how they die and it's called what did you do this summer <laughs> mm, interesting yeah. hags have a great summer. Yeah, uh, have a great summer. <laughs> Talk about a lazy way to sign a yearbook, hags. Okay. Kyle, SOS. Uh, my spinoff origin or sequel is a spinoff softcore porno called oh. I Know Who You Did Last Summer. It's a man knocking on a lady's door, and he's all, I know who you did last summer. 
because she's married and she slept with the pool boy. And in order to keep quiet, she has to sleep with the stranger who's knocking on her door. Flash forward to the next scene. It's a year later. And a woman who was watching them have sex last year, which I find interesting, knocks on the man's door and says, I know who you did last summer. The next scene, we flash forward, and a year later, someone else knocks on the woman's door who saw the man having sex with the woman who had sex with the pool boy, and we find out that not only was there someone watching him have sex, but there was also someone watching that person watch them have sex, which is even more interesting. That is very interesting. And eventually, this ends after 60 to 90 minutes, but it's, I know who you did last summer. I like it a lot. All right. It's pretty good. I feel like it keeps it an has idea. levels on top of levels. Certainly an idea. Let's move on to genre swap. All right. I'll tell you what you do. Pull the old switcheroo. I'll start. So first I thought the uh, the fisherman guy kind of looks like Ernest, and I thought it'd be a funny, like, <laughs> if they made this an Ernest oh, movie. Gosh. But then I pivoted to a cop drama starring Ryan Phillippe and Freddie Prince Jr. And in this show, it's a TV show, right? Ryan Phillippe plays Ryan Felony. Freddie Prince Jr. plays Fingerprints Jr. <laughs> and they solve crimes all around this town. I like town. it. That's all I got. Felonious Philippi. Pollard, what do you got? For my genre swap, I want a slapstick comedy horror. So take the plot of the movie and just up the comedy in every scene. You could uh, have a lot more entertainment to pull out of this film. Yeah, I agree. I felt like this movie could use like a lot more scares, a lot more laughs, a lot more like caring about characters, yeah, plot development, <laughs> all the essentials. <laughs> yeah, some any anything to get you through a hundred minutes or so. Yeah, more drama if it's not comedy, yeah, just more yeah. drama. Tension, <laughs> gore, whatever, <laughs> boobs, <laughs> anything. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. Let's see those Hewitts. <laughs> I don't care what you did last summer. <laughs> yeah, have fun. <laughs> Joel, what do you got? Um, so I want to keep it in the horror genre, but the swap I want is uh, swap and spit, a.k.a. I want to see some more sex scenes. Yeah. I want to see it get a little raunchier. You can throw in maybe a, a little picnic scene, uh, maybe a bike ride down to some secluded little like beach area or dock or something. Ride this bike? Yeah. Uh, just getting it on. But I, I, just, I just want some more lovey-dovey scenes that just get a little more hot and heavy, maybe. Uh, there's multiple locker room and shower scenes. I thought Philippi and the old, uh, <laughs> the old caretaker of the <laughs> weight, <laughs> weight room facility was gonna, they were gonna hook up, but that yeah. didn't come to fruition. Such yeah. a tease. Bias for us. Kyle, what do you got? <laughs> uh, this movie takes place in North Carolina, and so does another great bit of programming. I'd like to see Ryan Philippi and Freddie Prince Jr.'s brothers who share a father. <laughs> oh my god. But one of them has... I didn't know it was in North Carolina. <laughs> oh jeez. This is gonna happen in every pod now. One of them has been disowned by their father. Jeez. Jennifer Love Hewitt plays the best friend of Freddie Prince Jr., who nobody likes, who we'll call Bethany or Haley. And Terry Michelle Geller plays the cool, popular Sophia Bush character. Ben Willis, a.k.a. The Killer, is actually the father of Freddie Prince Jr. and Ryan Phillippe. What? He's a total alpha. He runs a car dealership. And his lame brother, played by Johnny Galecki, <laughs> is a burnout stoner named Keith. It's a WB, CW, TV show. I call. I still know what you did last summer at One Tree Hill. Perfect. 
God. I want to see it. It's my category. Checkmate. Checkmate. Hey, all you 5GFA fans. Are you also a One Tree Hill fan? Because if you are, we have a podcast for you. From the guys that brought you five guys flicking around, two of the guys that brought you five guys flicking around, me, Aaron, and then Kyle's the other one who's in it also. And, uh, you know, we really like the show One Tree Hill because it's amazing. And uh, we're interested to see what happens in season three. We've decided to put out a podcast. We originally were going to start with season two. We liked the show so much, we kept watching and just blew right through season two. And now we've had to kind of, you know, curtail our aggressive watching because we want to put out the best podcast possible. Where and can, that is Toth. Where can I listen to this? We are going to listen to this. No, where can I? Where can you listen to yeah. We are. I'm going to listen to it all the time. No, like what platforms is it on? Um, it's That's on the internet. Um, okay. If you Google it or like, you know, Yahoo or Ask Jeeves it, um, there's like places that like you can play like music, but like you play the podcast. Can I find it on 5gfapod.com? Yeah, absolutely. And you'll have some, uh, we'll have some merch available there as well. Maybe some, some classy one piece women's bathing suits Ooh. with the Toth logo. Ooh. Um, Karen's Cafe coffee mug, maybe? <laughs> Karen's Cafe coffee rug. It's right Ooh. on the crotch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gross. Yeah. Karen's whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if you were wondering. What happened on Karen's Italian six-week study abroad cooking program? We're wondering that too, and we talk about that a lot in our in our first episode and all the episodes after that. So download Toth everywhere except Apple Podcast. Not everywhere, just other places. <laughs> Let's move on to Blu-ray price. How much do you want to pay for this movie to we watch know it? What it is? Okay. <laughs> I'll start. Skip it. Eight ninety nine. Don't care, but it's a famous movie, so I feel That's like high. I'm more inclined to own it. That is pretty high. Yeah, it's uh, it is high. Pollard, what do you got? I'm gonna go eight ninety nine. Copycat. <laughs> it's a. Uh, I agree. I... You guys missed it, but they high fived into an elbow, and then Aaron hit his microphone. <laughs> I overreacted because of the pain. We were excited. Um, no, I agree with everything you said. So, Joe, what do you got, buddy? <laughs> I'm going $5.99. Pussy! Pussy! A little less than you guys. Uh, it's like, eh, yeah, I could watch it again. I got half it's your pop right here. Paul, you got the other half for me, buddy? But, yeah, not super into <laughs> no, it. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he clearly does. You just have a weird finger gun going on. You got the other half? <laughs> All right. Kyle, what do you got? $1.99. Whoa! Let's wrap things up with would this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? Pollard, what do you got, buddy? Oh boy. Can you wait a second? I have to pee. Yeah. You can, like, prep yours. I don't have one, by the way. <sighs> Why do we have to wait? Because he's going to tinkle, and we'll hear the sprinkle. I really like the sprinkle of your tinkle. That's weird. That's it? Dude, it's 97% water, all right? <laughs> Get over it. Get hydrated, bro. Now would be a good time to play the Eagles song, Get Over It. It was released in like 2005. It's terrible. You got it. 
Let's get over Everything it. Everything <clears throat> All right, I'm ready. Get over it. You gonna you intro me? Yeah, yeah. Kyle, Ryan, who wants? Let's start with Ryan. Ryan P. Sure. P. Me. Sure. When I was thinking about what Mac did last summer, I thought this definitely works as a Mac vehicle. And so when Mac retires from the police force and moves to North Carolina, he takes on a lifelong dream of becoming a fisherman. After one week on the new job, he decides it's way too much labor, but he has studied when the captains convene to collect their checks, and he decides to wait in the ice block room next door and take them out one by one. These fish captains are walking out with thousands of dollars of cash each time, and with a couple swings of a hook, he's able to pay for his cocaine habit for another week. This goes on for months, and no one questions why so many fish captains have gone missing. <laughs> one night, while drunk and confused, which is kind of like every night, yeah, Mac takes to the windy streets of the bluffs. While stumbling in the middle of the street, a car full of partying kids slams into him, sending him flying. He's drunk enough to land on his feet. The car slams to a stop to investigate. When the kids get out and greet him, he slices them up with his hook so he can take their BMW for a joyride. Wow. He's so drunk, he veers off the road and slams into the docks. He's so drunk (laughs) that he veers off the road and slams into the docks below, to which Max, our Galecki character, drives by and sees him. Max gets out to investigate, and Mac hooks him as well. Max Sullivan. Then Mac takes Galecki's truck because he's just totaled the BMW and is seemingly just fine, able to walk still. Driving along the road again, Mac is too drunk to keep it straight and veers off the cliff again. (laughs) (laughs) This time, Mac is clearly knocked out, and it seems as though he's not going to wake up. Still, another car's headlights appear and pull over. A man gets out of the car and approaches Mac. It's revealed that none other than Pops is there to find him. What? Mac wakes up frantically at the sight of an old friend who he hasn't seen in a couple weeks and is convinced he's hallucinating. Pops had come to join Mac in the dream of becoming a fisherman, but Mac doesn't give him the chance with another impulsive hooking. (laughs) Why do you always kill Pops? Mac realizes what he's done and is remorseful, but only for a second before he realizes he needs to get out of there. He steals Pops' car and heads back into town. No. But he doesn't get there. What poor soul is next? (laughs) But he doesn't get there because he drunkenly swerves off the road again, crashing into a tree. (laughs) Let me guess. He's got his handy hook. (laughs) The camera slowly pans out. Revealing the massive amount of wreckage <laughs> caused by the succession of so many car accidents in a row. Yeah. There's tire marks all over the street, curves in the street, and a slew of dead bodies and wrecked cars that spell out the words, I still know. Wow. Yeah. Is he alive? I don't know. They say that there's as many stars in the sky as grains and sand on the beach. And I feel like there's also as many dead bodies and wrecked cars in this Big Sullivan sand as stars in the sky. Yes. I feel like if this Big Sullivan just walked into a grocery store and someone's like, hey, do you want some coupons? He'd just be like, hook. Yeah. 
<laughs> he was just uh, unremorseful. And you get a shot of like him processing it, and it's like totally missing what's going on. And he just like sees red. He's like, ah! Yeah, he doesn't really think a lot. He was killing everyone. He I just, loved it. He's hooking. That was a good one. What's it called? It's called uh, Hooked on Mac. I still know what I'm going to do next summer. Interesting. Uh, the murder. The death of Pops. <laughs> death. Part two. <laughs> Nick Murdigan. Uh, Nick Murdigan. Kyle, does this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? This movie... It, yeah, it works. McSullivan's <laughs> down... <laughs> McSullivan's down at the local NOLA beach after midnight with two very cool, very legal girls he met. <laughs> How smart are they? They're waiting to... They're so smart that they're waiting to attend... The Benjamin Franklin Institute of Technology in Boston and the Queensboro Community College in New York. Benjamin Franklin Institute of Technology. Yeah, one's 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 a tech school, one's a community college. Okay. So they're not they're not that bright. Be fit. Be fit CC. Uh, after spending their night drinking on the beach, Mac busts out the cocaine. <laughs> jump, jump, jump. <laughs> we were just busting out the cocaine. It was pretty cool. Mac doesn't have enough cocaine for all three of them, so McSullivan does his needed amount and cuts the leftovers with sand on the beach. The women, uh. <laughs> the women don't enjoy Mac sand cane, <laughs> and ask McSullivan to take them home. McSullivan is severely liquored up and insists he's the only person allowed to drive his car a 1978 Ford Pinto that his father bought for him new when he bagged his 100th collar. McSullivan starts the car, pulls out the siren, and turns it on. As he starts topping out the Pinto around 95 miles an hour, he almost immediately reaches maximum speed. But once that hits, he asks the women if they can help Mac reach maximum speed, which involves them filleting him simultaneously while he drives. But they find that the confined space is hard to please McSullivan. So while he's behind the wheel, he decides to stand up through the moonroof, and he uses his knees to steer while the women service him down below. McSullivan, still drinking and with his eyes fully closed due to the immense concentration needed to stay semi-firm, doesn't see it when he hits an innocent bystander. McSullivan and the two community college-bound ladies pull over on the side of the road. McSullivan assures the ladies he can make this all go away, but they must make a pact that they will take this to their grave. And he keeps repeating that it was an accident that never could have been prevented. They make a blood oath and they go their separate ways. The next day, cops swarm the house with McSullivan leading the raid. (laughs) (laughs) McSullivan... McSullivan used hair samples from his Pinto and the dried women's blood on his hand to fabricate a crime scene and pin the murder on the two ladies. McSullivan is awarded the Medal of Honor and Pops puts it over McSullivan's... I know. It doesn't matter. It's a McSullivan movie. People don't care. And he puts it over McSullivan's head, unaware of the accident and cover-up he committed the night before. The movie ends with McSullivan hawking the medal for a bump of coke in a bathroom stall. Yeah, that's that's on brand. That is on Sounds brand. right. I like the McSteerigan move. We're getting darker and dirtier. Well, and I just... like how he just always sends, he comes out my... on top. <laughs> In my renditions of Mac's story, it doesn't tend to happen that way, but you found a way 
for him to come out on top. Yeah, he wins. He was trying He's a to, winner. He was trying to go on top while driving. He usually comes inside. I would say. <laughs> he usually capitalizes yeah. inside or on top. I neglected yeah. to mention the Pinto's a, a stick shift, which makes the knee driving more impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> He's not going fast. <laughs> it's hover-esque. <laughs> At best, it's like 12 miles an hour. He's going so slow, <laughs> just like trying. To not crash. It's like go in the car, hit the gas, and then stand up again. Yeah. And try to steer. Yeah. And, and then, also try to stay hard. That's a task in its, it's own a lot. for Mac. That'll do it for this episode of Five Guys <laughs> Flicking Around. <laughs> Head on over to 5GFAPod.com to check out all your Five Guys Flicking Around merch, our fan forum, yep. our latest episodes, yep. and more. Stay yep. tuned. You never know what's going to pop up. I there. don't know Flash how sales. many. I don't know how many people go there, but recently we introduced a Rico leather jacket that says Five GFA. It's bejeweled. Yeah. It's bedazzled. It's ninety nine dollars, and you got to get one. Check it out. The mer- it's valued at eight hundred, so it's a pretty good deal. Bye bye. Look what I have created. I have made fire. I have made fire. I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. I'm not ashamed Keep no more. the talent happy. You just killed a helicopter with a car. Alright, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yeah, yourself, fool. Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? It's important that we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing, I could just glue it. You sandbagging son of a bitch. Y'all ready to bust some ass? Lick a license. Lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. You know who I am. You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News, ain't you? I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go, I'm bored, let's go. Watching it in 2020, it's scarier. Old white guys freak me out now. <laughs> to call myself a Jew would be a proclamation of a belief system that I may choose to believe in. The only thing that's truly valuable is water, and we're running out of it. God damn it, why do you always have to get political? We edit the pol- politics out of this every week. Saying. Do you know how Shandy Finnessy got her big break on lingo? Yeah. Two and two. How about we call him Johnny Go Fuck Yourself? Because I don't want a free oyster shooter, asshole. Yeah, a pullover puking. That's disgusting. Right. Uh, yeah, it's about castration. I really, I'm never gonna do the chapters thing again. That right. Guy, that guy's a diddler, right? He <laughs> likes to back into his driveway. I'll nice. take your ass from behind. <laughs> Ooh, that's really nasty. Jesus. You all die. Bazinga. Yeah. Originally, the name of the boat was Moonroof Over My Sunroof. No. That's what I call cheap scenery. Open a snack with us. Second half snacks. Time to salt the balls, he says. <laughs> We're passing out the Laura bars. I was not wearing a turtleneck that day. I could back that. When you're standing 69 and when you're upside down being held like that, it's terrifying. <laughs> We're going to cut this part out of the pod. There was irony on all ends and boofooing on all ends. <laughs> Stop it. When rigor mortis sets in. <laughs> Stop it. Oops, Why are please. you attacking me right now? Really? You know what tickled my beans? Ed, if you're listening, we're sorry. We know what a disappointment it's been. <laughs> What's Jenko mean? Penis. <laughs>